dragged kicking and screaming to success. This is what the two business guys mastermind in today's episode. Enjoy. This business podcast, The Two Business Guys Mastermind, uncovers for you secrets and share tips and tricks to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup, operational, and overall business success so that you can go on to get better results. Enjoy. Kicking and screaming to success, Rob. That's what I told this entrepreneur that just seemed to be kind of reluctant, you know, mm-hmm. great concept, Rob, great idea. People are pulling for him. And I said, you know what, maybe this is going to be a kick in the pants consulting, but I want to pull this guy kicking and screaming to success. I, I believe in his idea, probably maybe a little bit more. Than he, I know he believes in it, mm-hmm. but I'm, st- I'm just fascinated by some of the steps that, you know, entrepreneurs that are just getting going mm-hmm. um, or have a good concept and it's relatively proven because people like, you know, will buy this have stuff. Have bought it, right, yeah. That for some reason, something is is becoming a block. Yeah. So nah, that's what, a, what are your thoughts point. on that, man? I mean, <clears throat> when we were talking about this off camera, it was really, it was really something that, that was intriguing to me because, you know, so many of us worry about the fear of failure yeah. and messing up, but then there's also a procrastination um cause or procrastination or a, a progress blocker called fear of success and i think that there's not a lot enough talk about how sometimes we as entrepreneurs will not take the step that's in front of us for fear of what's after that step because we don't know right so we can't see beyond the step that's in front of us and we have this kind of insatiable need to know what's next and what's next and what's next and what's next, right? That feeling for certainty. And it's uncomfortable, right? I remember Steve Harvey was doing a a talk and he was talking about, you know, you got to, you got to take the leap, right? And the, the idea of leaping without a safety net, the idea of taking that next step when you don't know what's next, it requires a, a certain amount of faith, faith in yourself, but also faith in, you know, like as Albert Einstein said, do you believe the universe has been, you know, is, 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 is evil or beneficent, right? Like, do you believe that, that, that there are good things in the universe, that good things are going to happen? Or do you think that bad things are going to happen to you? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck because they look at what happens if they say, yes, am I going to be able to fulfill it? Am I going to be able to do the work that is necessary? Is my life going to change so much? Am I going to then let people down because I'm successful? Right. 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 Like, cause, cause, cause you, 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 you know how it is with entrepreneurs, we start off and we're selling the dream and you spend so much time selling the dream that you, it's almost rote memorization. And then you get to the cusp of getting it. And it's like, oh shoot, now I've got to really deliver what I have been selling. Right. Can I really do that? I know that I can do this, but can I do that? I, I believed I could, I thought I could, but, and then there's that, 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 that question that, that, Right. And a lot of us suffer, struggle with imposter syndrome. It a lot happens, of us happens to the best. of us, <laughs> Right. Right. And 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 it's it's interesting because one of the interesting things that most people don't realize about imposter syndrome, for those of you all who don't know, imposter syndrome is the is the it, it, it's the feeling or the belief that 
our success and our accolades and the praise that we have been that have been heaped upon us are not earned are are are, are not we're not worthy of them and that someone will eventually figure out that it's been we've just all been a fraud and it's been a fake and we've just been getting by on scamming people that's the that's the feeling that people yeah. have yeah but interestingly enough this afflicts a particular cohort of society which is the high achieving cohort which is the counterintuitive piece of it. The people who have actually who actually have the receipts, who have actually done the thing, are the ones who are constantly wondering, right? Because because one of the keys that we that we that you run into with imposter syndrome is you know your flaws. You know what yeah. when you messed up, when you didn't do it right good, good enough, when you just got by, when the teacher just missed the fact that you misspelled the word, whatever it is, you know all of the times that you messed up and didn't get caught. And that's what runs on repeat in our minds and what we think is nobody else saw that it was just us and so for us we're waiting for people to see it instead of realizing that people see it and they just give you a pass because they see all the other stuff that you did that was like that's amazing even with all the stuff that you messed up that's still amazing right it's kind of like i remember when i was in school especially when you take like you know honors classes high level classes there's normally a curve in the class like nobody gets an a on the test like in calculus when i was taking calculus in high school right nobody got an a on any calculus exam like the highest score was normally like a 75 or a 77 right so in your mind even if you got the highest score in the class you're thinking i got a 77 which means i missed 33 problems or 23 wow. problems right wow yeah <laughs> but the teacher gives you an a because they're like yeah, you missed 23 problems, but the rest of the class missed 40, <laughs> right? And that's, that's, the, that's the thing that we, we don't see that perspective, though, because we don't look at everybody else's scores. We don't look at it. We're not in everybody else's business. So imposter syndrome hits high achievers like this so much. And why is that so important in business? Like you were saying, sometimes for business owners, everybody's behind them. Everybody's rooting for them, but they're like, I can't take that next. That next step yeah. is, is scary. That next step, is, right? <clears throat> I mean, I've dealt with this. I know that you, we talked about it before. You dealt with it. Sure, yeah. So many opportunities where you just have to literally buckle down and say, screw it. I'm going to do it, <laughs> right? I'm just going to let, let, let what happened happens. And I remember for me, it was making offers, right? I spent so much time in my business focusing on being good at delivery. Yeah. Right. Like an inordinate amount of time. Way building out time. the infrastructure. Building out the infrastructure and just making sure that when I say that I can come into your business and do X, Y, Z, I know I can do it. Yeah. But the interesting thing about it was, and I saw this when I started getting out and doing more work. Once I started making offers, I started seeing who the other people were that were in the market that were making offers. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> they're not ready. They're making offers and they're making three times, four times, five times as much money as I'm making a year. But they're nowhere near the level of delivery that I give. And that was one of the things that was it was kind of a paradigm moment for me where I was like, oh. I don't have to be as good as I thought I had to be to be beneficial to the market. Right. And that's the big key. I think that so often, like, in you know, in coaching and everything like we talk about, people will go and say, um, well, I don't know if I can be a coach. I don't know if I can help people. I don't. And it's like, that's because what we think of coaching, what we think of consulting, we think of these or, or just doing any type of service where you're helping somebody. We think that we have to be 
all the way, like, you know, the 70-year-old the, the PhD who's worked for Harvard for 30 years. Like, that's <laughs> our idea of the expert, right? And somebody said this to me one time, and I thought it was so, so powerful. They said, all you have to be in order to help somebody is one step further down the path. Than that's they right. Are. One step, no, a little bit more than that. Exactly. And you can and, 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 and the, the key to that was, and as a matter of fact, you will generally help them more than the person that's 50 steps down because you can relate to them more. That's right. Right. Because the part like there's another old Chinese saying that says the master at anything has failed more than the novice has even tried. Right. But yeah. the flip side of that is the master has forgotten more than the novice even knows. Right. And much of what they've forgotten, and a lot of times people forget what it's like, right? You see this with parent-child dynamics all the time. People forget what it was like to be a teenager when they have teenagers, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I got a taste of that because I just, uh, I was teaching a camp, money <laughs> management camp, right? For three weeks. And oh my gosh, 11 to seven, 17 year olds. Mm -hmm. And I forgot how distracted they could be, <laughs> exactly. right? And exactly. I got a lesson. So, yeah. and then very quickly though, I figured out if you keep them busy, you're good. Mm -hmm. Yep. I yep. mean, busy. If you sit nah, up nah, and nah. talk to them, nothing. Not, not going to have it, right? They're going to be like, and, dude, I don't want to hear all this. And it's so crazy because like my, my, my kids are 15 and 11 and I catch myself all the time, like forgetting that I'm 43, right? And they are just like, it was 30 years ago, 25 years ago that I was going through what they're going through. And I have to remember back because you think about it like you got to sift through a whole bunch of memories to go back to when you were at their stage. And then when I but when I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to get mad about that. I used to not want to clean up like that. I used to not want to have to do my chores. And I remember what it felt like. But it takes that moment. It takes actually stepping back. So with all of that, it's imperative, I think, for a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, to really understand that that block that's in their way, it's not, it's not real. It, and that's, it's not real. Yeah. That's and you part. have a, you have a saying, you, you say something all the time that I think is so important here. You say, you know, you got to take massive action. You got to, you got to take action. You got to get working. You got to get moving. Right. Um, and I think that so often that's literally what has to what has to get done i know for me and i heard this from billy jean um from billy jean is billy marketing. Jean does marketing yeah yeah and he was like and it, it made so much sense and i was so mad that i that like it was one of those moments where it was like that was so simple that it made me feel dumb right <laughs> and i didn't get it until he said it he was like your income is directly proportionate to how many offers you make and you're like uh right yeah because like People cannot say yes to you if you don't give them opportunities to say yes to you. And it was like, so he's like, so how many people have you asked to buy this week? And I was like, oh, and I looked back. I remember when it, when it first happened, I had looked back. I was like, I haven't asked anybody to buy anything for me in like right. a month. Yeah. Like, oh, and I that's say why you ain't got no money. <laughs> right. right. And buttons. I learned that. It's like direct, uh, your income is a direct proportion of how many buy buttons. That's the same concept. In other mm -hmm. words, how many asks you're exactly. making out there. Exactly. Right. And, and, and it was, it was, it was difficult because, because, because I had to deal with the fact that I don't really like rejection. So now I've got to increase how many times I offer people stuff, but that increases how many times they might say no to me. And I had to realize that I had to be willing to deal with the no's so that I could get the yeses. And the crazy thing is you don't get anywhere near as many no's as you think you're going to get. Cause it's like this boogeyman that you've created, 
that you're gonna have to get all these no's. And we can go into that, man. I think if we dig into the psychology of us, right, and we start saying, well, why don't I like rejection? Mm. What is it? What is it a reflection of? What is it saying? Oftentimes, this is why I, I, when I've been in situations where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's because I didn't really want my idea to be invalidated. Mm. I didn't want to realize that this thing I thought was genius is dumb. <laughs> or too early That's or powerful. whatever it is. Right. Yeah. But I develop a little bit of a skin. I want guys to share this with you guys. Develop a little bit of a skin where there's no dumb idea if it's connected to something else that may be smart. Now it's just mm. maybe average. But my point is <laughs> you can still do something with it. Right. Yep. There's a repurpose, uh, uh, a repurposing of it that you can mm. do. And, mm. and that's what, so when I'm talking to this entrepreneur, just to bring this back full circle, is, you know, like I told the guy, I said, listen, go out. He said, oh, you know, I got no money. You know, I, you know, I got an idea. People kind of like it. I said, well, let's, let's see if we can do some pre-sales. That's a validation moment, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why we shrink and sometimes in the face of that is because, again, that's that rejection. That's that yes. realization that, oh, my gosh, there's a lot of competition out there or my idea ain't as good as I thought. It's You're not as name. ready as you thought you were. Yes. Said, but, okay, in that process there's still possibility. So what I told him was, I said, listen, let's go, let's go out and sell. Mm-hmm. I said, let's do some pre-sales, get some gene in your pocket, get some money in your pocket and then fulfill, mm-hmm. right? Got to fulfill. Otherwise it's fraud. Well, you know, we talked <laughs> a little bit about this. I said, yeah, so let's yeah, at right. least do a lot of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and I gave him a list. I says, here are some places. If you didn't know that mm-hmm. you can go to start asking, I says, get a list of a hundred if, you know, I know that was big, but I says, okay, 10, mm-hmm. 20, 30, get 30 asks. I said, call up your network, call up your people, get some sales. Yeah. Right. Get two or three or five or six or 10 sales fulfill and then talk about <sighs> what you did. I yeah. said, so, so what you're doing is not only giving the business a chance. And I just told him, I says, listen, You really need to give the business a chance. You got to fight for it. Give it a chance to survive. Act as if, you know, this is, this is an act of survival. Um, Your life depends on it. I says, because it kind of does the life of the business. Yes. I said, so go protect it. Go off and ask, go off and do what you got to do, whatever that takes. And then if it does not work out, then, you know, I can show you how to repurpose that effort. And in and, that and repurposing, you can potentially make some money too. That piece right there, and I think it's important. I think you need to talk a little bit more about that because for a lot of people, they run into the idea that I, I make the ask, they say no, and it's a finite moment is done. Right. Talk a little bit about that repurposing and how that no is actually can be beneficial for business owners because that that's something okay. that you do a lot with that I think is really powerful. It's so it's so important too, Rob, because. Well, and I remember reading this a long time ago. It says the no is communication. Mm-hmm. It's like a guidepost because you could ask the next question. Why is it? Why is it no? Mm-hmm. Is it because you're with somebody else? Is it because you're satisfied with who you already have? Is it because it starts the conversation? And and I remember reading the guy said, uh, "Well, the worst you can get is nothing." indifference exactly indifference is worse when you get a no you immediately have something to work on yes you can go back in the lab and try some stuff right but now how i look at it going forward is well 
that effort. And, and I think I remember a guy that, that went out and says, you know, he was going to take the year of rejection. He just got mm. went out and started knocking on doors, asking people weird stuff like, hey, can I play yeah. soccer in your backyard? Yeah. You remember that? I yep. think he, he, wanted, he needed to get 100 no's or something like that. Exactly. He needed to get to 100 no's. That was his goal. And then he wrote a book about it. And yep. then I bought the book. So my point is the repurposing of the action is possible because it'll A, start getting you closer, finding out what, why is it no? Is it me? Is it something else? Maybe if I sent somebody else, if I you know, went to a different neighborhood, if I, you know, mm -hmm. I put it just a landing page, it starts the action. And then you go, all right, I did five things to get to my yes. That's, yep. you can create content from that. And you can duplicate that. And you can yep. put that on YouTube and you can share with people. I went out, had an impossible ask, and somebody said yes. <laughs> so that is content that's repurposable and then is leverageable to something else. Somebody yeah. might notice that and says, hey, come on over here. I'm not going to say no to you. I feel sorry for you. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's give you a shot. <laughs> Whatever it is. But you got to yep. get out there uh, and push back against the imposter syndrome. Now, mm -hmm. I remember something I read about uh, Beyonce, man. And she says, you know, as you know, she became Sasha Fierce, mm -hmm. right? Jamie Foxx changed his name because, mm -hmm. you know, he wanted to present a different. There's so many instances where people had to create the persona mm -hmm. that protected the person. The person. Yeah. Every rapper you can think of. Right. Protect the person. <laughs> go out there and be this other whatever it is you got to do until you got that. You know, you've got that, that, um, what I told him, it was like exactly. the velocity mm -hmm. and, um, the mm -hmm. momentum. The escape the velocity. Yep. 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 Now that is so powerful because like one of the things that I think, and I wish I had known this earlier in my entrepreneurship journey, but one of the things, one of the, um, the, the statistics that I've come across, I think Jay Abraham was talking about it and a couple other people were talking about it. 80% of sales happen after the fourth or fifth to the like 12th interaction that an organization or that an entity has with a company or the person yeah. has with the, with the company. And so many of us, right? Like when you look at that number, that's, that's four out of five of the sales that happen, happen after you have had four other encounters. Most likely that means that eight, four out of five sales happen after they have told you no at some point in time before. Yeah. Right. And when you look at that, that like the 80 20 rule comes into play right there, where you look at 80% of sales happen at it, all that's necessary, the 20% of what you might, what you would do to get those sales is just keep asking. Just stay in relationship. Now, it's not keep asking, like, can, can I get a sale? Can I get a sale? Can I get a sale? That's not how it works. It's actual genuine interactions. But to your point, every no teaches you something more about the person that you can now go and tweak a little bit and now come back and say, hey, we, 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 I saw that you didn't really need this, but you need this. So we tweaked it a little bit. Does this work for you? Right. And you go through that. And I, I tell you, that has been a game changer for my business is just realizing that if you keep communicating with people, if you stay in touch with people, you separate yourself. Another statistic that, that, that I saw was that less than 3% of businesses follow up more than three times. Less than 3%? Less than 3% of businesses follow up with, with prospects more than three times. And I was like, and it was like, it's something like 25%, less than 25% of businesses ever call a prospect back. No excuse for that. Especially with the technology you have. Here, okay, everybody, let me just give you some tips. 
um, technology. Uh, and I want to do it in an example. So I'm on a website the other day and the guy was talking about Google ads and he was like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, I, I run good Google ads and he shows a little video and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. Right. I'm like, okay, I'll go with you with this. And, um, he was showing what he does for himself and what he does for his clients. And it wasn't a polished presentation or nothing like that. His English wasn't the best, but he presented the information. I saw the information and he says, Hey, you know, if, if I can help you, great. Well, that was that. And now um, he put a pixel on his website. And now I'm, I've seen his face maybe 17 times since on different things, right? So with the technology that we have, you can retarget folks, right? You can make sure that you, your stuff now follows them around online. That's a legal thing, right? And now I'm getting more familiar with this guy. So now I'm looking at him and I'm going, hmm, maybe I'll try it. Cause I've seen him 17 times, right? All because of a, a piece of technology that's not super hard to do. So you invite people. And this is some of the things that I had, had mentioned to and offered to do for this entrepreneur. I said, listen, I'll build out a very simple sales page, right? Really, really simple. If, you, if you're into it, I can, you know, you know give you a link to uh, a free website that you can use. Anyway, I said, so build out just a very simple landing page, you know, have, invite some people. I even invited them to our show. I said, hey, listen, why don't you just come on the show, talk a little bit about it. And then, uh, you know, that'll be a, a part of it. And we can send the thing out and say, hey, did you see this? I know a couple of contacts. Hey, you know, we want to get this guy, uh, you know, some some money in his pocket. And here's some things we're doing. So we could be de facto sales for him. And, you know, and we get uh, a repurposed opportunity, right? He comes on the show. We talk about it. We do what we do. We're going to find you. Some, Rob's going to find you some profits. I'm going to help you monetize everything. That, mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So, yep, yep, um, yep, yep. but, you know, when you. You've got to be that person that says, you know what, I'm doing this. I'm taking, I'm going to leverage this opportunity. I'm going to get out there and make it happen. Uh, I'm going to, any way, shape or form, do some sales, some pre-sales, some validation sales, some whatever. That's the key. If somebody will give you money, hard earned money out of their pocket. I don't care if it's your family and your 10 cousins. I don't care. Yeah. It suggests something because you can repurpose that. There 10 sales in 10 minutes. Y'all exactly. Yeah, we had one of our, we had one of our clients. We had one of our clients just this last cohort of the, the in the accelerator that we coach in. In the entirety of the last year, this this person has sold about um, this person has sold about fifteen, um, not fifteen, about uh, about five hundred dollars worth of product. We did a pre-sale campaign. And they sold five hundred dollars worth of product in about two weeks. Yeah, more than they had done the entire last year in two weeks, and it was all money that they got before they made anything. Yes, yes. Come on, y'all. If you're listening, to, I don't hear what's the hey, look. If you like what you were saying, <laughs> you know, smash the like button, put some stuff in the comments. You know, whatever you got to do. You know. We want the channel to grow, but we we want you to grow more, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care if we got five followers. If the information you're listening to is helping you, mm -hmm. it's helping you, mm -hmm. you know, share, share it with us, comment on it, mm -hmm. uh, ask, how can you help me 
in my business and then give us the business, show us the business. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll come in and go, oh, we do this. And this is the work that we're doing now outside of it. You know, we've spun up, you know, we, you know, two business guys consulting and advisory, two business guys mastermind consulting about, you know, short, it's like two BGM mm-hmm. advisory and consultancy. Uh, and with the idea that we're now able to say, hey, listen, here's what we say. Now, here's what we do. Mm-hmm. And here's how we can help you. If you're interested in that, go ahead and, and, and let us know. But Rob, I'm telling you, I see it all the time. I've experienced it. I'm not sitting at some kind of perch going, oh my gosh, you just have to do this. We have lived where you may be right now with our own fears, our own imposter syndrome, starting from scratch, the whole thing, man, mm-hmm. right? And we have found nothing beats all of that more than action <laughs> and a little bit of a plan. There you right? go action first because like i told uh, this entrepreneur i says listen start before you're ready you've heard it before oh my gosh start i said yeah start before you're ready start before the worst thing i'm not ready to take money yet start before you're ready i said i don't care if you're over there handwriting up on you know a piece of paper with with and giving it to people saying that's how you can take the that's so powerful that's so powerful because guess what happens once you have money that you need to take guess what you figure out real quick how to take money. <laughs> That's right. And you'll figure out, I said, listen, with a little bit of money in your pocket, and I told him, do not spend the money on self, on junk. Mm-mm. Go out. I said, it it I said, you can go over to the dollar store. I, I don't want to, you know, reveal what kind of business he has, but I said, you can, <laughs> you can get stuff from the dollar store and blah, 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 little, little, little thing, and then, and deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can sit outside the gym and, 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 put little handmade things in Canva in people's, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, would you be interested in this? Yeah. No, yep, I know yep. you just did your workout and this is, this will help you recover. Why? Yep. Because blank, blank and blank. Right. I says, come on the show, do some content. Now you got that as content. Yeah. Now we can make little eBooks from that. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Just simple stuff. But I think the thing that is really important, and this is, if you're taking anything away from this entrepreneurs, the biggest thing that you want to look at, if you're stuck in your business, Specifically, if you're if you're starting or if you're trying to overcome an income hurdle or something like that, the biggest thing that you got to look at is this. Sell it first. Because you're already good at execution, but you have no reason to execute. That's why you're in that. That's why you're in that stuck mode. So sell it first. Once you've sold it, go deliver like you deliver. And then third, figure out how to do that faster, better, easier. And you will continue to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow. And all right. So one of the other topics, Rob, that I wanted to talk about was um, now, you know, I was in the middle of a nice little nap. Right. And it was like two in the morning and we'll call it a nap, whatever you want to. And I wake up and the guy that started SoftBank was on. Right. And his, his name is Masayoshi, Masayoshi's son. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they were talking about his story. Now, this guy has built a behemoth, has invested in Unicorn. Now, if y'all don't know what a unicorn is, it's a company that values out at a billion dollars. <laughs> right. Unicorn. But he talked about how he started. And it kind of, you know, made me think about uh, this entrepreneur a little bit because I was thinking, OK, what he would do is he would think, how can and this is when he was like really young. I think it was pre-college. 
or no, actually in high school, it's like, now this is going too slow for me. How can I figure out how to get done faster? Right. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, they let him take a test and it was like, boom, he graduated. So you think what he's already starting to think, how can I get this done faster? But it's action. Then in college, he was like, well, uh, what could I start? So he sat down and thought of 40 to 50 businesses that he could start and then decided on one and then went after it, mm-hmm. made, created something interesting. And I think the first one was um, it was a translation tool. Right, because mm-hmm. he, he was he's Japanese Korean, and then he made a translation to to English and German. Mm-hmm. Sold that, made some money, thought of some more stuff. Right, I went to a mentor. I think the guy was uh, the head of McDonald's in Japan, and the guy says, "Go into computer science, blah blah blah." So he he went and did that. Well, now he understands. Now, is he out there, you know, as an engineer? No, but he understands it now. And then he can invest in companies. And he just started throwing money at companies. Now, they called him reckless because he was just, they said he was a gambler because he was gambling <laughs> on businesses. But some of those gambles turned out fabulously. Mm. Last year alone, I think um, they had, uh, and I could be wrong on this. I'm looking at Wikipedia, right? So it's like uh, $56 billion in revenue. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me right now? It, you know, he went to Saudi Arabia and, and, and convinced the prince over there to give him $45 billion to start a $100 billion fund. Mm-hmm. If you look at, if you look him up, some, uh, he owns SoftBank or runs SoftBank, founded SoftBank. And then they'll talk about how he just kept thinking and creating, putting action, and then asking for the sale, asking for the money. That's the key. That's got to ask key. for the sale. Listen, if you have any trouble in that area, call us. Mm-hmm. And, and Rob, I used to do stuff like this, man. When I, you know, I was in the you know, helping people get job space, right, mm-hmm. nonprofit and all that kind of stuff. And I would say, all right, in the room, we're gonna get a phone, and we're gonna get a phone book. Oh man, it, it freak them out. But it, people see me to this day and be like, man, I remember you had us sitting in front of the room and doing interviews with us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we would start at A and start making phone calls. Mm-hmm. That's action. Mm-hmm. Right now you got, you know, yellow pages online, but I still use that. Now I've got some software that I can, you know, find leads and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. that's the same thing. And this is what I told the entrepreneur. I says, I want you to call up the chamber. I want you to hit up every friend that you got. I want you to go on Messenger. I want you to do this, that, and the other five different things. And says, I want you to ask for the order. Mm -hmm. Ask them who they know might be wanting this product, who they might know. Now, that's not bugging them. I think that's the the grassroots, boots on the street business and the key is that people got to realize and this is an this idea is the, this is the thing the business who's on the street business i like it the thing that the thing that helped that flip the switch for me was realizing that when i'm talking to people i am not trying to sell them what i have i am trying to find out if i can bring value to them period if i can't bring value to them then there's no reason to offer it to them but if there's anything that they give me that says yes this thing that i have would help you then i say hey would you like this thing that i have simple right it's not a zig ziglar you say it like this sales is nothing more than helping people get what they already want what the key thing what they already want 
another thing that after I, you know, looked at um, SoftBank guy, I, I, I think I may have dozed off and woke up on another presentation. Now, this guy, man, <laughs> super scientific dude, tests everything. I think his name is Flint McLaughlin or something like that. And he's got, you know, a company. He was selling a book, right? And I dug it, man, because I always loved that sales process. And the book was like $75 if you wanted the one with leather, $45 mm-hmm. without it. And I'm really thinking about buying it, man. That's every now and then I'll buy a book that's like 50 bucks <laughs> and it, it stays in, in, you know, but anyway, so he says, and he was talking about landing pages and why would people buy? He says, don't start with how right mm-hmm. now we know, you know, they start with, you know, who can help me, but we, he says, start with why, why would they buy from you? Mm-hmm. Why, why would all the other stuff that they could be doing? Mm-hmm. But they click on that button and he he's done gazillions of tests and I was fascinated, right? I was answering the questions wrong. You know, he was like, well, which one, which landing page, which a call to action button would you think is the highest, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking that one. And he was like, if you're a seasoned marketer, you're probably perplexed right now. But it's- <laughs> And I was like, well, why? And he says, it's because depending on when you ask, that's what you ask, depending on where on the page, depending on so many things. But it says it mostly depends on where people are in their thinking. And we yes. talk about that. Yep. It, Getting into in the mind of the buyer. Where yeah. they are, right. Yep. Yep. So we say all this, everyone, to say, if you're not out there at least presenting and trying and selling, you don't know where people are. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not. And, and now when I start a business, Rob, uh, I'll. Typically, my online businesses, I'll go and find out where the trouble is by looking at the data. Yes. Data, however people want to say that. (laughs) I look at that first. What are people searching for? What seems to be hot? What's selling well? I got, man, all these little tips and tricks, right? Go to Amazon, find out what's selling well. Why is that selling well? What is that? What did they say? What are you talking about? What Mm. movies are number one? I'm Mm. giving you, I'm dropping, but okay. (laughs) But what movie's hot? Why is it hot? What is it about that movie? Right? What song's number one? Why? But, but, right? So now you're kind of seeing where people are in their thinking. Yeah. Over to Reddit. See what they're complaining about. Go over to, um, there's so many different areas now that you could discover what people are rapping about. Go in and put it in some key search tools and see how many times they're talking about this. Right? Mm-hmm. You can go to Google Trends, all kinds of areas, then spin the business up mm-hmm. and see whatever it is you're offering. Can that business with what you're offering help that person? There you go. You can enter into their mindset by saying, you know, if you were. So this guy does this whole presentation, right? He's mm-hmm. on, you know, the YouTube channel and he's talking about this, but then he's really selling the book. <laughs> right? Even Napoleon Hill, his whole book, book. Think and Grow Rich was to sell a sales presentation. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? It was a multi-page sales letter. There you go. Brilliant. There you go. Right. And it was delivering value and it sold multiple millions of copies all over the world because it was value. And then his course was even that much more value. I think that that's the thing that so many people don't, that, that, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. You can continue to create value for people because it's not just the simple thing that you give them, right? Like there's so much more that you can do. And, and I think that's a, I think that's a good place for us to kind of kind of wrap up today. For you all entrepreneurs out there that are, that are looking at, you know, how you can overcome the imposter syndrome, how you can get out and start 
putting out more offers and all the rest of that, realize that you're not limited to the only one thing of value that you can see right now that you can give to the marketplace. There's so much more that you can give to people. But here's the key. You're only going to find out that people want it if you're actually offering things to people and getting the yeses and the noes that will help to point you in the right direction. And if that don't help you, well, God help you. <laughs> we don't know what will. I'm, I'm telling you guys, let's do it. Like, let's get out there and start trying some stuff. You need our help. We'll be there to guide you. If you're a business that's already kind of, you know, established and all that good stuff, right? And you're saying I'm stuck. You won't be long if there we you go. Call us in because we're going to get you go. unstuck. All right, All right Rob. All right. That's about it, man. I appreciate. appreciate I appreciate it. the time today. Hopefully, we've had some. Uh, we've been of value to you. Yeah, yeah. And if we have, make sure you smash that like button, subscribe, and shoot us an email. Let us know what was the most impactful thing for you on the, on the, on the podcast today. Absolutely. Talk soon.